things first. This is about truth telling. I have no agenda. Zero. I always have questions. What's the problem? That's just who I am. This is what no mercy is all about. Hey, here I come. You can book it. Ah. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? Breath taking a move that I make. I give it everything I got. Cause that what it takes. I push the limit till it break. The heart of the brave. The soul of a legend with the will to be great. Hold up. Welcome. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of No Mercy with yours truly, Stephen A. Smith, coming at you as I love to do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, wherever you find your free podcast or even paid ones. Even though mine's is free, you can certainly find No Mercy with yours truly. One of the subjects that I love getting into is something I call a crossover effect. Because, you see, one of the things that I don't like particularly in this day and age in the world of corporate America, is one-dimensional individuals. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care what riches and fame and what have you you're able to conjure up, you accumulate, etc. When you're one-dimensional, you're limited. Because not only do you know what you can do, people know what you can do as well. And people who are not rooting for your success are in a could potentially anyway find themselves in a position where they could compromise your success. They could get in the way. They could serve as roadblocks and impediments to what ultimately prevents you from ascending and ultimately achieving your aspirations. So when you're one-dimensional, it's a dangerous thing. You could be a business manager trying to be an executive producer. It might work for you. It might not. You can be a Developmental executive. Suddenly you want to write and report. Or dare I say, be a political pundit. You could be a writer extraordinaire. Raising the fist up, representing your peeps. With fervor and passion. And all of those other things. And then you decide you want to be a political pundit. Or dare I say, an actress. You could be 26 years old and be an extraordinary individual in the world of audio and video and all things that come with it. And then you decide, damn it, I don't want to be behind the microphone anymore. I want to be in front of it. You could be a cook. You could be a chef. But suddenly think that you are qualified to be a sports analyst because your man knows sports, okay? And suddenly you think you know everything. You know what I'm saying? You, you could tell us about NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball. Suddenly you know. It ain't lasagna. It ain't fried chicken. It ain't steak and potatoes and macaroni and cheese and all of that other stuff. It ain't them damn delicious chicken sandwiches. Suddenly... You're a sports expert, an aficionado. Hell, you could be a New York Mets fan for Major League Baseball. And you go from being a fan to thinking that you're an expert that's going to tell us that Mets going to win the World Series, even though damn it, they ain't done it since 1986. I mean, these are the kind of things that happen, at least in the life of Stephen A. I'm exposed 
to these things. Because everybody want to have the crossover effect. That's why you smile at it and you don't hate on it. You don't hate on it. You know why? Because you understand that people want to spread their wings and fly. They want to diversify their portfolio. It's one thing to want to do it, though. It's another thing to actually be able to do it. Jay-Z's done it. From a rap mogul to a businessman. Ice Cube, Ice T, LL Cool J. Hell, Lady Gaga! I forgot the name of that latest movie. I think the House of Gucci. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. I mean, House of Gucci, Lady Gaga did her thing. Ma, 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 ma. Do, 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 do. Ma, 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 ma. I'm telling you. Lady Gaga was the joint. No doubt. LL, we know what he did. As a hip-hop artist, extraordinary, Hall of Fame, rock and roll, Hall of Fame. We know all of this. Damn it. NCIS, Los Angeles. It's must-see TV. Snoop Dogg, it bad enough that he was a rap artist and an actor and a businessman. Now this brother got cereal being made in his name. Him and Master P. We talked about all of that before. 50 Cent is on my mind these days. I can't wait to interview him. I got to tell y'all, man. I got to tell y'all. Y'all watching Blowing Money Fast BMF on Stars? Black Mafia? I mean, these brothers, the story that's being told by 50 Cent and his crew? Ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you. I'm incredibly impressed. I'm incredibly impressed. Because let me tell you something right now. 50 Cent, between Power and then Power Book, Canaan, Power Book with Tommy, Power uh, uh, with, 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 with Tyreek, Mary J. Blige, Method Man, and now BMF, 50 Cent doing some big things. I love that crossover appeal. I love that crossover effect. I apply it to my same life. I'm doing a podcast, damn it. I'm talking news and politics and pop culture and entertainment. They got me on political channels talking politics. Me making my man Rashawn nervous every week. Oh, my God, Stephen A., Stephen A., I just remind him he's bald, so stop worrying about it because it ain't like you got to pull out here. He'll be all right. But I refuse to be pigeonholed. I, bef- I refuse to be marginalized. I refuse to be limited. And you know why, ladies and gentlemen? Because I don't want somebody to stop my flow. If you can do a multitude of things particularly well, the floodgates open. Your marketability ascends. You're not considered one-dimensional. You're harder to control and contain. And as a result, the likelihood of you being able to spread your wings and fly becomes more evident every single day. My next guest knows a little something about that. I don't know if y'all ever heard of him. Shafar Shamir Smith. Is he the Schaefer or Shafar? Shamir Smith. Who the hell is that? Never heard of him, huh? He's an American singer, songwriter, and producer. Ever heard of him? He sold more than 20 million albums worldwide. His film and television credits include NBC's World of Dance, Empire, Stomp the Yard, Save the Last Dance, Los Angeles. 
I mean, George Lucas Red Tails, The Wiz Live. The new show, Step Up, High Water on Stars. He's acted and starred in all of those. He's a three-time Grammy Award-winning R&B hitmaker. He is big time. Shafir Shamir Smith. Beautiful last name, by the way. Still don't know him? Yeah, you do. It's Neo. The artist known as Neo. That's right, that guy. Sexy love, sexy love. Closer. Miss Independent. Make it work. Mad. The list goes on and on. That's the brother I'm talking about. He's got a lot of things to do. He's got a lot of places to go. But guess where he's at? Right here. Next on No Mercy with Stephen A. Don't touch that dial. This is the moment of a lifetime. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gon' stop me high? Who gon' stop me high? My guest is a prolific singer song, and songwriter who's written hits for everyone from Rihanna and Beyonce and Jennifer Hudson to Usher, Carrie Underwood, Celine Dion, and Mary J. Blige herself. His latest Motown CD is called Self-Explanatory. He also has several, I said several, new television projects coming up that we'll talk about. The one and only Neo is in the house. What's going on, big time? How are you, sir? How's everything? What's going on, sir? I'm good. I'm in a great space. Man, it's good. It's good to talk to you. Good to finally meet you. I mean, tell talk to me right now. If you had to classify or qualify where your career is at this point in time in your life, what would you say about it right now? Because to us, you're a superstar. You're one of the best in the business. You're making things happen on, on several levels. Where would you classify yourself as being right now at this point in time in your career? Uh, I classify myself as being blessed, bro. Like I'm still. <laughs> I'm still making music, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning into TV and film. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, uh, uh, do, investments. I'm in a really, really good space, good space. And um, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. When people looked at you and, and people do still look at you as a, a phenomenal musician, you know, it, it, you know, when you think about it, some of the things, and we'll get into that, you're acting now. That seems to be a big part of your life at this particular moment in time. Um, obviously, you're going to continue to make music. I mean, like I just talked about self-explanatory that's coming out. Uh, you know, when you think about the other things that you're doing, where does your passion lie right now? If somebody asked you your passion. Where is that right now, Neo? Where would you say it is? Uh, well, music is, is literally woven into my DNA. So it's not even like that requires a whole lot of effort in, in the realm of passion. Like it's, it's something is breathing to me, the music part. So as of right now, uh, I, I, I like acting. I can't say that it does for me what music does for me just yet. Uh, you know, music is a little bit more, uh, uh, instant gratification. Whereas, you know, you do a movie and you don't hear nothing for two years and then it come and then it pop up. So I'm learning to love it, but to be honest, my passion is is behind the scenes. Like I, I wanna I wanna direct and write and produce. I'm learning, I'm in the process of learning how to write a script. It's a little different than writing a song. You know what I mean? It's 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 different spots you have to hit. It's similar, it's similar in ways, but but it's it, for the most part, it's a, a completely different language. So I'm I'm in the process of learning how to do that. Producing, writing, directing, 
why has that become something that you've wanted to do? Explain that in terms of the world, the film, television, et cetera, et cetera. Where did that interest come from? I've always had stories to tell, man. And uh, some of them are just a little bigger than a song, if that makes any sense. You know, I, I, you know, as a person that's been in television for years now, I started a home own production company. I'm doing this podcast. I'm doing a lot of things where I'm stepping out on my own for the first time. Guys like yourself and so many bro. others. I appreciate that. But guys like yourself and others, I always take a moment to reach out and to thank y'all because one of the things that I don't think y'all get enough credit for, when we talk about Neo and we talk about some of the songs, Make It Work So Sick and the Independent, all of this other stuff that I've loved listening to for years, what we don't talk about is the courage that it takes to step out on your own, to be out on your own and to just do what you do. And so for me, I always want to give homage and pay tribute to guys like yourself and others who have done that. And I asked that question because, and I bring that up because I'm about to ask this question. When I bring up you wanting to produce and direct and do all of these other things, I want to know as you purview the landscape of the world of entertainment, how you view it and how necessary is it to truly, truly have that kind of courage that I just alluded to, because obviously everybody doesn't have it. Man, that was a 17-part question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Um, I feel you. I mean, we 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 all know that that entertainment right now is 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 there's there's elements of it that work, and then there's elements of it that that I don't know what the hell is going on. I I I I'll I'll digress there. I'm just saying. Uh, in the realm of me producing, directing, writing, you know, the entertainment, that, the kind of entertainment that I want to bring to the world. I can't tell you if it's absolutely necessary or not. That's that's genuinely in the eye of the person beholding it. But I can tell you that I have stories to tell. And, you know, by the grace of God, I'll be able to tell those stories in the mediums I want to tell them. And if then for the people that appreciate it, thank you. And for the people that don't, there's so much option out there. You know, you. You'll find your thing. When you use a word like concern, what concerns you about what you're seeing from the world of entertainment, whether it be music or, you know, or, you know, with acting or just Hollywood, the whole bit. What concerns you about what you're seeing in this day and age compared to what existed 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago? Is there something that stands out in your mind that you're seeing that's incredibly alarming, that's raised an eyebrow, that's giving you a cause to pause in any way? I, I'm not I'm not terribly fond of some of the messaging in, in today's entertainment. You know, I, I won't I won't go super heavy into detail, but you know, I, I feel like I feel like people understand. There's there's just there's just certain things there's just certain things that that I feel like in entertainment is supposed to be entertainment. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. Let's get back to this because you star in not one but two Hollywood, you know, two holiday movies. You know, uh, you know, hip hop family Christmas. That's one. The sound of Christmas is another. Talk about those two projects and, and, and what you got out of doing those projects. Well, uh, first and foremost, shout out to the directors, cast, everybody involved in both of the films. Uh, I had an amazing time uh, shooting both films. Uh, at this point, I've been on I've been on enough sets to know that when you come across a group of people that are all on one accord, that that's rare, you know what I mean? And, 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 it, and that is special. And it's, it's especially special when lightning strikes twice, you know, in the same, in the same situation. So I say that because in both films, it was like from the cast to the crew, to the production, everybody was like genuinely on one accord. There was no egos, no attitudes. Like everybody was there for, 
for the purpose of making sure that the movie could be as good as it could be. And and that that felt good. It felt good to to if that that environment felt good. And I, I feel like I feel like the movies I feel like the movies personify that. That's not the only thing you're doing. I mean, you're a judge on Netflix Dance Monsters. Tell me about that yeah. show. I mean, explain that. Explain that to me, my man. <laughs> I, I want to hear actually, about this. I'm actually kind of excited about this one because because a lot okay. of it, well, I, well, I break it down like this. So, Dance Monsters it's it's a dance competition show. Um, it's three judges, and uh, we're we're judging dancers. But as opposed to just judging the dancers, uh, what these geniuses figured out is to put the dancers in the you know the motion capture suit. Okay. And literally create an avatar for each dancer. So like you could be a robot, you could be a mummy, you could be a whatever. They create an avatar for you and we judge the dancing that way. Like you have to dance kind of based in what your character is and how well you portray this character. It's a, it's a really interesting concept. I, I, I'm anxious to see what people are going to think about it. I genuinely am. Am I off my rocker by saying that when you give that kind of explanation, the first thing that popped up in my mind is years ago, Thriller with Michael Jackson. I'm talking about the video. <laughs> I'm not talking about the song, just not just the song, but the, but the, but the, but Thriller because of the video and the mummies. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the, the whole bit of the zombies like jamming and dancing, what have you. Am I off my rocker by bringing that up and, 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 and that no, coming to my no, mind? Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. This this show is it's uh it's one of the things that, that definitely pulls at the imagination streams. You know what I mean? It it'll put you in the mind of some things you've seen before, but at the same time, you ain't seen this yet. Like real talk, you haven't seen this yet. So yeah, but check it out. It'll be on Netflix. Now, are you gonna be dancing in this? I mean, I know there's no, no, I'm a judge. Okay, I know I'm that. No, no, no. I know you're a judge, but I know you can jam. So I'm saying, excuse me, is the judge going to step off the set, step onto the, onto the stage and give a performance from time to time? Is that possible? I'll, I'll say watch the show. <laughs> I watch got the show. you. I got you. <laughs> Listen, you, you would think that's enough because I just brought up two holiday movies. I brought up Dance Monsters on next on next on Netflix. But I also saw the previews for Step Up on Stars. I mean, that, that, that's a part of it, Indeed. too. What, what, what is that about? Tell us about that show. Because Neil's involved in that, too. I mean, damn it. First of all, before you even ask that question, how many jobs do you have? How many jobs? <laughs> how many jobs, Neil? Well, I, I have quite a few. I have, I have enough to, uh, to to house and feed my children. And I okay. have quite a few of those, too. So okay. Yeah, you know, I got you. Space. Okay. All right. <laughs> Talk to me about Step Up. Yes. So Step Up, uh, if, if you recall the, the the dance movies, the dance films, mm-hmm. Step Up dance films, yep. they basically took that concept and turned it into a series. So uh, I play a character by the name of Sage Odom. Uh, Sage Odom is a, an artist from Atlanta. Uh, he's born in Atlanta, grew up in Atlanta, uh, made it big, came back to Atlanta and built a school like a uh, like an arts, okay. kind of an art school. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's basically the the drama that ensues within this school, you know, with with a, with the cast characters that that exist in this in this universe. Uh, it's it's a really really dope show. Um, we got picked up in the third season by Stars, and uh, yeah, man, it's been good. It's been good. It's, it's picking up speed. People are checking it out and enjoying it. And uh, that's another situation where just everybody there was like really just really on one accord and really wanted to make that you know. That we was representing ourselves the right way. Like I, I really, really just appreciate when that happens because it does not happen often, and it happened to me three times. You know, so somebody up there like me. Well, you, you, you brought that up on several occasions. Obviously, you appear to be a very, very conscientious brother. I don't know you, so I'm just speculating. And you know, I've always been a fan of your work, no doubt about that. But when I think about stars. 
you know, positive or not, you think about power. You think about, you know, some of, the, some of the other shows that 50 Cent has been executive producing and doing a phenomenal job, I might add, of doing just that. Absolutely. But clearly there's an element that that's alluded to when you when you watch. Oh, that's not even alluded to. It's more flagrant than ever. When you're watching those shows, you seem to be hell bent on giving an audience something different. Is that fair to say? And if so, um, why is that? I've never really liked boxes, you know, and for whatever reason, I, this it's just a, a human thing for us to to compartmentalize things. You know what I mean? Uh, I've 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 never I've never been a fan of that. You know, I I know what I'm I know what I'm good at. I know what needs work, and I know that I'm more than music. And I, I've just always wanted to express that. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's pretty much all that is. Uh, to to call me just an R&B artist or, or or just a pop artist. Or, or just a songwriter, or just an actor. Like why? Like there's. I'd rather not sit in any of those boxes and just do what I'm doing, and, and people appreciate it. Growing up in corporate America, I was always taught that it's important to have a champion. Like no matter what you want to do, how you want to do it, what you want to, what you're willing to go through in order to achieve your goals, having a chair, having a champion, somebody championing your cause is a big, big deal. But that's in corporate America. Is that applicable to your world as well? Oh yeah, indeed, indeed. I have the most amazing uh, uh, foundation. Yeah, under me. The, I, this, I, I'm. I do not do this by myself. You know what I mean? Uh, I, my my biggest champion, of course. Uh, is is going to be my mother, and then behind her, my children. You know, my, my children are, have just kind of just realized that people know daddy, <laughs> and it's 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 interesting. You know, um, it's, it's it's interesting to watch them see it happen, and just you know the looks on their faces and stuff. It's it's, it's interesting. We're talking to, to three-time Grammy Award-winning R&B hitmaker Neo. Just a couple of questions before um, I let you get on out of here. First of all. I wanted to ask you this because I read up on this as well. The name Neo, uh, I, I yeah. mean, that's that, that's the name, that, that's your stage name that you adopted. Did you get that from the movie The Matrix? Is that true? Um, It, it came from a reference from the movie The Matrix. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, a producer friend of mine, uh, Dion Evans, may he rest. Um, he's a, he was the first person to say it. So uh, back in the day, I used to pride myself on how fast I could write a song. Mm. Uh, like like real talk, give me an hour in the studio, I could give you 10, 20 records. Really? Just rattle them out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, I, I I learned later on that that quality and quantity are not the same thing. Mm. However, at that time, <laughs> I, that's what I prided myself on, how right. fast I could do it. So uh, Dion had never seen anything like that before. So he said, he's like, Yo, you like the Neo of the music industry, basically saying that like the way Neo could do things in the Matrix that other people couldn't do, that I could do things within music that other people couldn't do. So mm. I didn't like it at first. It, it was a it was a bad joke. And then people started calling me. And then I was like, I, I'm not trying to be that. Like, if you remember the movie, The Matrix, Neo was like Jesus, like he came to save the world. I wasn't really trying to save the world at that point. I just wanted to write some songs. Mm. But but yeah, uh, like any other nickname, one person call you and then somebody else and somebody else yep. and somebody else. Hey, what's going on? My name is Neo. Mm. Talking, to you, talking to you is like talking to somebody that's trying to make it. I'm talking to <laughs> a brother. I'm, t I'm talking to a brother that has sold more than 20 million albums worldwide. 20 million worldwide. Yes, and you sound like somebody that, you know what? I, I just got work to do. I just got work to do. Okay. Before I let you go, what's the favorite song? Is there a favorite song that you've made that stands out in your mind? Of all the songs you've written or sang, oh, look at the little kid of right there. The <laughs> oh, say hi. What's up, hi. man? How you doing, buddy? How's everything? We're here. 
Roman. That's Roman. I'll be done in a second, man. I'll be done in a second. <laughs> All right. Go downstairs. Yeah. Uh, favorite song. Favorite yeah. song. Um, probably Beyonce's Irreplaceable. Mm. Yeah. Because? Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I learned some lessons in the writing of that song. What, like so what? I originally wrote that song. I originally wrote the song for myself. Mm. You know, I um I, I plan my plan was to sing that song myself, but after I after we finished it, it was like, all right, this is good, but it's but it's clearly missing something. And what we realized is that a lot of the lyrics, it's it's the message and the messenger kind of count. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for example, I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, she'll be here in a minute. That sounds real misogynistic and mean. Come come do right before a woman to say. Uh, to a dude that she just learned cheated on her. I can have another you in a minute. Matter of fact, he'll be here in a minute. That's empowering. That's every woman that's going to rally behind her. Like, that's right, girl. We ain't going to take it no more. It becomes that. And I I learned that lesson through that song. So, yeah, definitely Beyonce's your place. Well, shout out to Beyonce, wherever she is. Well, Facebook listen, we all, we all appreciate. my very, very bad son. This is Ooh, all right. We all, appreciate, we all appreciate shout outs to Beyonce, no doubt about it. Before I let you get on out of here, my last thing is about the Compound Foundation. You know, reading up mm-hmm. about it, created by you in 2007. Um, yes. Nonprofit organization committed to increasing awareness about the status of those in the child welfare system. Could you tell us about that? Talk about that for a second and what compelled you to be involved in such a thing? Well, at the at the beginning, you know, when things started getting really, really good and I started making money and I didn't really know what to spend it on. I knew I wanted to help. I knew I wanted to give back in some way and I didn't necessarily know what to do or, 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 or whatever the case may be. So uh, I have to credit my manager, Tango. He was the first person to take me to, uh, uh, you know, one of the, 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 the child welfare places and just, just showing me what the conditions were and, and, you know, things of that nature, you know, the whole concept of uh, medicating a child versus disciplining, disciplining a child. Um, uh, uh, you know, the fact that a lot of these kids, you know, once they age out of of uh, being able to be adopted, there's nothing for them. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, they, they hit the streets and it's good luck, you know, like yeah. just solving that problem. So so we created the foundation, you know, with with the goal of trying to trying to thwart some of these some of these issues. Um, what I learned through the philanthropy done with that foundation is that there are some beautiful people on this planet and then there are some people that are not so much. You know, uh, some people only want to help when it's a camera around. Right. You know, so uh, to the point where we wound up not 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 saying that everybody that we worked with was that because there were some absolutely beautiful hearted people that was there genuinely because they wanted to help. And then there was some people that was there for the clout and just keep it a buck, mm. you know. And um, so we, we had to we had to take the, the foundation apart and we we're in the process of putting it back together with people that walk and talk, you know what I'm saying, as opposed to just talk. Very, very last question. Does music empower you to influence the lives of many more than anything else? Or is there something more that's even more powerful than music when it comes to influencing the lives of so many people? Because obviously you're somebody that's interested in making life better for a lot of people out there. Um, I, I, I could never, ever say um, I can never deny music's power. You know, uh, the right song can change your mind, can change your opinion, change your mood. Uh, the right song can save a life, you know? Um, so I can never, ever deny music's power. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything more powerful than music. I would have to explore these other options to the degree that I've explored music. Um, but what I can say is that, yeah, if, if uh, 
yeah, with the with the right the right piece of music can absolutely change the world. I genuinely believe that. The man has sold over 20 million albums. He starred in film and television. I'm talking about World of Dance, Empire, Stomp the Yard, Save the Last Dance, Lost, I mean, George Lucas, Red Tails, The Wiz Live, and of course, now stars Step Up, Step Up, High Water. I'm talking about the one and only Neo. Appreciate you uh, joining me today. Thank you for your time. Thank you for the great work that you've been doing, that you continue to do. And just know that you got a fan of me who will always be rooting for you, my brother. All the best to you, my man, and happy holidays. Appreciate the love, brother. This is the moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. The clock's ticking like my lifeline. Until I flatline, I push it to the red line. Who gonna stop me high? Who gonna stop me high? Thanks again to the incredible, talented musician, actor, director, writer, the man known as Neo. 20 million albums sold worldwide. Brother special, no doubt about that. Wishing him nothing but the best and appreciate him coming on the show. Really talking about a lot of things he's doing and the motivation behind it. Got a lot of conscientious brothers and sisters in this world. You know, speaking, you know, the Pinky Cole the other day. Brilliant. Just brilliant. In her 30s, making things happen. Got a company worth $100 million, a vegan restaurant empire worth $100 million in her mid-30s. I mean, she started then. I mean, she's sensational. Good luck to her again on her nuptials, future nuptials, uh, uh, upcoming nuptials. And then we've got Neo and all the great music that we play. You know, you know what the sad part about it is because he's talking about the music that's made and he didn't say any names and didn't want to get into it because he didn't want to hurt anybody. He didn't want to be that dude. And I understand that. Got to remember, he's not just singing songs. He's writing music. He's making music. He's doing business with everybody. But he speak. He spoke about being conscientious and spoke about just not liking the direction the music industry has appeared to have gone into and how he wants to be a contributor to doing something about that. And don't we need that? Isn't that what we all feel compelled to do in some way, shape, form, or fashion? Everybody ain't out there trying to just make money. And when you got somebody like Neo who sold 20 million albums worldwide, I think it's safe to say he ain't broke, you know? Just a guess. Just a guess. See, unlike a lot of other people, in his world, there are things called residuals. You know, the money just keeps flowing. Rashawn, you remember that, right? No matter how much music he makes, I mean, he can stop right now. He going to still make money off of the music he's already sold over and over and over again. Do you know that with me doing television every day, you know why you don't hear music as a part of my life? Because if we play the music, we have to pay them. That's why. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what one of my dream scenarios is? I want to do a podcast one day. Valentine's Day. And I want to just sit here with you for like two hours. And I just play. And, and, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not just Stephen A. I'm the DJ. And I'm just playing music, you know. This is the music you should play for your lady. You know what I'm saying? I want you to make sure you look into her eyes. Tell her how much you love her and you want her. And just, just play this music. But don't sing. Lip sync. You know? And just play it back to back. But guess what? I can't play it because I'd have to pay for the music. Ain't nobody going to do that. 
these are the kind of things you got to think about when you think about an artist like him. So why get yourself involved where you have to be conscientious enough to feel so compelled to create and provoke change because you want to make a difference because you don't like what you're seeing in the world. And that's ultimately what makes us all better. So I want to thank Neo for coming on the show. Really, really appreciate him. And I want to thank him for personifying what being a crossover individual is all about. Not marginalizing or minimizing or pigeonholing himself, nor allowing anybody to do it. If you're diverse, be diverse. Nobody said don't just do it. Nobody said don't put in the work. Nobody failed to remind you of the importance of being on your grind and doing whatever it takes to maximize the potential within you. But to do it, you first got to envision it. I come from the world of sports. Ladies and gentlemen, I watched a five-time champion, one of the greatest basketball players to have ever lived, win an Oscar. An Oscar. His name was Kobe Bryant. And of all the people that have been in my life, that I've been blessed to have in my life give me counsel and advice and educate and edify me, Nobody was more persistent about being on the grind, being consistent and making the necessary sacrifices than Kobe Bryant. And by the way, no one was more fearless in pursuing their dreams than him. You wanted to get Kobe to do something, it was a very simple way to pull it off. Tell him he couldn't. Tell him he couldn't. He didn't argue with you. He didn't even say F you. He just went out and did it. And that's what I'm constantly reminded of. Neo reminds me of that too. The brother's special. But the most special part about him is that he wants us all to be special. And the chances of us pulling that off is by diversifying our portfolio and our lives to such a degree that we're exposed to more, we're interested in more, and therefore we're willing to tackle on more. That's what crossover appeal is all about. I aim to get it. He already has it. What about you? What about you? That concludes this episode of No Mercy. With yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. I'll be back at you a couple of days or so. Like you said, like I always tell you, I'm always coming at you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Christmas holidays are upon us. I might take some time off for vacation. I'm just warning y'all ahead of this. Steve, uh, I just want to enjoy the holidays. You know, I got to enjoy holidays as best as I possibly can. Even though I can't look for Santa Claus, I am Santa Claus. But that's a different subject for another day that y'all don't need to be aware of. At the end of the day, remember what I always tell you when it comes to me. You don't have to know sports to know mercy. Peace and love, everybody. Until next time. This has been a presentation of Cadence 13, an Odyssey company in association with Stephen A. Podcast Productions. Episodes of No Mercy are available now for free wherever you get your podcasts.
Guess who's got a memoir coming out, ladies and gentlemen? Yours truly, Stephen A. Smith. It's entitled Straight Shooter, and it's available right now for pre-order. I have signed these books, just so you know. So you can visit straightshooterbook.com to order your autographed copy today. In the book, I talk about my life before ESPN, growing up in Hollis, Queens, New York, how sports proved to be my salvation. I talk about some of the mistakes I've made in my life and my impact on the world of sports. The book is called Straight Shooter, and it's written to help motivate you to overcome setbacks that maybe prevent you from reaching your dreams. So go right now and order your autographed copy of my memoir, straightshooterbook.com. Don't wait. It's entitled Straight Shooter. Check it out. Don't miss it.